Bible has from Acts chapter 4. It is interesting to keep in mind what happened not a long time before this account. What happened not a long time before the events of which we read. This is the very beginning of the time of the church. What happened before this was the arrest, the trial, the crucifixion, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, followed, of course, by his ascension. Now, what is one of the things that happened during the events which I just mentioned, one of the things that happened was that the disciples, all of them, were fearful and they forsook Jesus and they fled. The disciples, all of them, forsook him and fled. One of the things that happened as well, Peter commonly recognized as the leader of the disciples, did what? He denied the Lord Jesus Christ three times. He denied him. If you look at the account carefully, he denied him eventually with oaths and with cursing. He denied him even though he was forewarned concerning this matter by the Lord Jesus himself. He denied him even though the cock crew the first time. Peter denied the Lord Jesus Christ even though he was not standing at that point before the authorities themselves. But rather before who? Before those who served the authorities. كان واقف بطرس مش أمام رئيس الكهنه لكن أمام خدام رئيس الكهنه standing before the servants of the leaders of the people now how much time has passed from the time of the crucifixion to the time of uh, uh, the a day of Pentecost, 50 days. How much more time between Pentecost and between what we read of in chapter 4? A few more days. So let's say it's been two months since the disciples all ran away. Do Peter and John run away now? No. It has been two months since Peter denied the Lord Jesus Christ in the way that I described. Now, does Peter deny the Lord Jesus Christ? No. They stand boldly. And the leaders know who they are. And they know their background. And this boldness has its impact. المجاهرة عندها وقع وتأثيرها على على أصحاب المناصب وقيادي الشعب 
They saw the boldness of Peter and John, Acts chapter 4 and verse 13. They perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men. They knew what their background was. They knew that they were fishermen, and I don't mean to make light of uh, fishermen, and God bless everyone from every station in life. But before the leaders, the members of the council, Peter and John, if one thinks of their background, might feel intimidated. Ooh, Rais al-Kani, wa wa shuyukh al-Sha'ab, Wow. There wasn't that kind of thinking. And it says they took knowledge of them that they had been with uh, Jesus. Now, why were they standing before the council? Because they healed the man who was lame from his birth. Uh, this man was over 40 years old, it says in uh, verse uh, 22. For a long time he had begged at the temple uh, uh, gate. Now he was healed, and specifically in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Peter makes that clear. If you examine us for a good deed, which is an ironic statement, why should we stand trial? Why should we somehow be accused when we have done something which is good? If you examine us for a good deed, verse 9, by what means this deed has been done, then be it known to you and be it known to everyone that it is through the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the one whom you crucified, whom God has raised from the dead, it is through his name, through his power, through his will, through his working, that this man has been made whole. And then the scriptures are quoted, verse 11, this is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which is become the head of the uh, corner. This is Psalm 118 and verse 22. If you'll go back with me to the Old Testament, the stone which the builders refused is become the head of the corner. Now, of course, Peter quotes it uh, and he applies it in a particular way. The stone which was set at naught of you builders into al-banna'een. Wal-hajar al-marfud huwa al-rabb Yasu'a al-Masih. Huwa al-rabb Yasu'a al-Masih. It's interesting that in so doing, what was Peter, what was, in so saying, what was Peter doing? Turn with me to Matthew 21. <coughs> And verse 41, Matta wahda ashreen wal adad wahda arbain. They said unto him, that is to the Lord Jesus, and they is the leaders of uh, the people, the religious teachers of uh, his time. They say unto him, he will miserably destroy those wicked men and will lease his vineyard unto other farmers who shall render him the fruits in their seasons. Jesus said unto them, did ye never read in the scriptures the stone which the builders rejected? The same is become the head of the corner. This is the Lord's doing and it is marvelous in our eyes. 
Therefore say I unto you, the kingdom of God shall be taken from you and given to a nation bringing forth the fruits of it, and whosoever shall fall on this stone shall be broken, but on whomsoever it shall fall, it will grind him to powder. So, this is another thing to keep in mind. When Peter stands up and he tells them, the stone which was rejected of you builders, this is the stone which has become the head of the corner, he is actually repeating what the Lord Jesus did. The Lord Jesus quoted that same passage, that same verse, and in the same manner. And in the same uh, manner. So it's clear that what we have here is an imitation a following in the footsteps of the Lord Jesus Christ. A bold stand, fearless, not caring what might happen, not caring that these are men of power and of influence, not caring that these are the men who crucified the Lord Jesus Christ, not caring about such uh, things. Uh, they saw the boldness of Peter and John. They knew that they were not of any particularly remarkable uh, uh, background. How did they arrive at such strength? How is it that they have such boldness? Because they had been with Jesus. They had been with Jesus. The same way we used to try to intimidate him and he would not be intimidated. The same way we tried to scare him, frighten him, and he would not be scared or frightened. The same way that he used to throw Bible verses at us. Now these people do the same. They took knowledge of them that they had been with uh, Jesus. When you think of it, it is in some sense a great honor. Wouldn't you feel honored if someone said, you remind me of Jesus? You remind me of uh, Jesus. The Bible says that the believers are the epistle of Christ. Second Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 3. Antum risalat al-Masih. Written with the spirit of the living God. Maktubin bi ruh Allah al-Hay. The Bible says that it is God's purpose that we be conformed to the image of his son and nakun mushabihin li surat ibnihi. The Lord Jesus said, follow me and I will make you fishers of uh, men. Every believer should be an imitator of the Lord Jesus. This is the way things should uh, be. Uh, should be. Uh, Philip uh, said, said to the Lord Jesus at one point, 
He said, Lord, show us the Father. Arina al-Ab. And this is enough. It suffices us. What did Jesus say in response? John chapter 14, and this is verse 9. He said, I've been you with you so long, Philip, and you have not known me. And you've not known me. The one who has seen me has seen the Father. So how do you say, show us the Father? The one who has seen me has seen the Father. Now this is the unity of who? Of the Son with the Father. The Bible tells us that the believer is supposed to have such unity with the Lord Jesus Christ. The unity of the Son with the Father. وَحْدِتَ الْإِبْنِ مَعَ الْأَبِ تُسْتَخْدَمْ فِي الْكِتَابِ كَمَثَلْ عَنْ وَحْدِتَ الْمُؤْمِنِ مَعَ الْرَبِّ يَسُوَى الْمَسِيحِ So that every believer should be what? Should be a living illustration, a living reflection of the Lord Jesus Christ so that when the world sees you, sees me, they have seen the Lord. To what? To uh, a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. The mu'min yanbaghi an yanmu ila milqamat al-Masih. People are not supposed to look at me and see a vague resemblance to Christ. As if you're talking about what, whether you look like the cousin of your cousin of your cousin. People are supposed to look at you and see a distinct and clear resemblance to the Lord Jesus Christ. You and me. We are not talking, of course, of what? Of we need to be like Christ in order to be saved. It's the other way around. It's because we are uh, saved. Because Christ died for our sins. Because uh, he died as our substitute. Because he took upon himself the punishment which we should have uh, received. Because we believe that he died and rose uh, again. And while I say that we should resemble him, we should understand no one of God's children will be perfect and sinless in this world. Peter and John had their failings, and we spoke of some of those failings. But it should still be our goal. It should still be our purpose. It should still be our desire to be like him. To be uh, like him. The Lord Jesus said what? He said, be perfect, even as your Father who is in heaven is uh, perfect. Let's think of some things in which we should be like the Lord Jesus. Just a few things. One of them the first, what is emphasized here, be like the Lord Jesus in his boldness. In his boldness. 
did the Lord Jesus ever seek the favor of uh, someone? Nicodemus comes to him. Oh, Nicodemus is what? Nicodemus is the teacher of the people. Nicodemus is highly respected. So, maybe if I say something to please Nicodemus, maybe if I say something to gain the favor of Nicodemus, then I will have a friend well-placed, one who stands among the highest of the people in terms of rank and respect. What did the Lord Jesus say to Nicodemus? He said to him very honestly, very bluntly, you must be born again. Unless you are born again, you will not see the kingdom of heaven. You will not see it. <laughs> uh, you will not uh, see it. Uh, the Lord Jesus, when he was in uh, Nazareth, when he was uh, in uh, Nazareth, uh, he was among his people. Uh, this is an opportunity to, as they say in Arabic, in to make the corners round. All right? I'll tell other people in other towns and cities that they are sinners and that they need to repent. But uh, in my town, with people who have known me and are somehow connected to me, uh, the message will be a different one. Will be a different one. Ibn Ammi, Bint Khali, and uh, others. Uh, there, Luke chapter 4, let's read from verse 24. Uh, he said, Verily I say unto you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. But I tell you of a truth. Many widows were in Israel in the days of Elijah when the heavens were shut up three years and when great famine was throughout the land. But unto none of them was Elijah sent, but only unto Zarephath, a city of Sidon, unto a woman who was a widow. And many lepers were in Israel in the time of Elisha the prophet and none of them was cleansed, but only Naaman the Syrian. What they had developed over time, at least a large number of them, they had developed a severe case of national pride. We are the people of God. We are better than others. At no point did the Old Testament teach that. The Bible tells us that the Lord chose them not because they were many, but because they were few. The Bible tells, them, uh, tells us that they were a stiff-necked and hard-hearted uh, people. The Bible tells us of judgments which God himself said he would send upon them when they fell into the worship of idols. Here are people who think that they are better than others. And what Jesus tells them in a very pointed way is that you're not better than others. There were many widows in the day of famine. Elijah went to Zarephath. There were many lepers in the time of Elisha. Who was healed? Naaman 
the uh, Syrian. Did they want to hear how the Lord had worked with the widow of Zarephath and with Naaman the Syrian? They did not want to hear about it. And so much were they angered by what he said that they tried to kill him. That they took him to the edge of the hill on which their city uh, was built. I've never been to Nazareth, but it is true historically, at least that's what I've read, that it is built on a hill. There is a nearby uh, valley, and they wanted to throw him into uh, that valley. Scribes and uh, Pharisees, influential in the society of that time, admired as religious men. Was the Lord Jesus bold with regard to these individuals, this group, woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. Wailun lekum, ayyuhal Pharisee, wal katabi, al murain. Woes were pronounced by him upon the scribes and the Pharisees. Matthew 23 in particular, but other places as uh, well. And then here comes a lawyer, it says in Luke uh, 11, Biji Shachos Muhami. Again, that meant someone who knew the law, uh, knew the Old Testament. And one of the lawyers, it says, Luke 11 and verse 45, came to him and said, Master, when you speak in this way, you are reproaching us also. And the Lord Jesus said, Ah, la, 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 but ikhizni, and I ask the inu ikhya an al-fariseen wal-katabi, mish'an al-muhameen. The Lord Jesus did not say that. He did not say, Oh, I didn't mean to. He said, Woe unto you also, ye lawyers, because you lay upon men burdens which are grievous to be borne. You yourself do not touch these burdens with one of your fingers. Patu abay wa atqal ala nas. So the Lord Jesus was bold. Why? Because he was impertinent and rude. Not because he was rude and impertinent, but because he was standing clearly for the truth so that the truth would be known and understood, coming to seek and to save that which was lost, coming for our sake, and doing so wholeheartedly. Are we bold for the message of the gospel? Are we bold for the Lord Jesus Christ? Are we bold for the souls of men, so that they would know the truth, and hear uh, of the way of salvation. We need to be like the Lord Jesus in his boldness, but I said I would mention some other things. I want to say that we need to be like the Lord Jesus in his love. Be mahabtu. Be mahabtu. The children are brought to him. The children are brought to him and uh, the disciples are unhappy. And they rebuke the parents uh, who brought these children. Jesus doesn't have time for children. 
شو بكن يا جماعة مشغول زلمة مهم زلمة مهم how many people leaders in this world how many of them are genuinely interested in receiving children you might say well of course they receive children let me ask you this do they receive children when there isn't a camera Isn't it a lot of times what they call a photo opportunity? In any event, in any event, the Bible tells us that the Lord Jesus was much displeased with his disciples, and he rebuked them. The Bible tells us that he was filled with indignation. Why? Because he loved the children. And because he appreciated the parents bringing the children unto him. The city of Nain. Uh, uh, Luke chapter 7 tells us that he came nigh unto the city and there was a funeral pro procession. They were carrying out a young man who had died, the only son of his mother. She was, in addition, uh, a, a widow, husband gone. Uh, uh, before that, we don't know uh, how long. And now a son, uh, the only son, uh, is gone. The Bible says that when the Lord Jesus saw her, he had compassion on her. He had compassion uh, 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 on her. And he said, weep not. He came and he touched uh, the uh, young man, uh, the coffin uh, which held him. And he said, uh, uh, he said, arise. There are people who will tell you. And some of them, very good people. And I tell you, people who are believers, they will say, I <sighs> <laughs> that I don't have uh, the strength or, or, or the concern or the inclination to, to deal with people. A bunch of people weeping over a sad event. Okay, I'll stand here. Let them pass. Take care of themselves. Deal with their uh, own matters. Later on, of course, with Lazarus, the Bible tells us that the Lord Jesus saw the two sisters weeping and the others with them who were also sad. And fully knowing what he was about to do, he could have told them, don't cry, be like me. I'm not crying. God is going to do a work. God is going to do a work. Now you might say, well, of course he was going to raise him. What about when other people die? Well, God is going to raise them as well. But the Lord Jesus, when he saw them crying, the Bible says he groaned in the spirit. He was troubled. He was moved. And uh, he asked, where have you laid him? And they told him, come and see and then the Bible says that Jesus wept. And the Bible says that the people there said, Behold how he loved him. 
how he loved him. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them unto the very end. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. It is this love that we are supposed to imitate. It is this love that we are supposed to follow. David said regarding the house of Saul, what would ordinarily happen to the house of Saul? What would ordinarily happen to the house of Saul? What was common, if not among uh, the people of the Old Testament, it certainly was common and known among other people. New king means that the family of the old king, the family of the old king is going to die. And the new king will seek out any remaining members of the family of the old king in order to make sure that they are gone. And David said to the steward of the house of Saul, the servant of the house of Saul, is there any yet of, of the house of Saul that I might show unto him? Now, be careful. This is the phrase, the kindness of God. For Jonathan's sake. For Jonathan's uh, sake. Uh, we could have asked you to do many things, Paul says to the people of Thessalonica. Uh, we could have bur been burdensome unto uh, you. Because I am a great apostle of God and you need to do so many things for me. We were gentle among you, like a nurse with her children, uh, with her children, and being full of affection towards you. We were willing not just to give you, uh, uh, not just to give you the gospel, but we were willing to give you uh, our own souls also. Be like the Lord Jesus in his boldness. Be like the Lord Jesus in his love. Be like the Lord Jesus. Let me mention also his uh, humility. His humility. More than once, as you read the Gospels, you get the idea, as you compare the Gospel accounts, that it is at least three times at least three times, that the disciples disputed among themselves who is going to be the greatest. And we always say it regarding this country, and perhaps we can say it in a special way during these times. في تسابق على الخدمة العامة في رغبة بين بدوي عاد على الكرسي مضغوط لا uh, there is a great desire to be the one who sits upon the chair. And such desire was apparent in that time with the Lord Jesus when James and John, their mother being with them, uh, uh, came to the Lord Jesus. And what was their desire? 
Lord, we want you to do for us whatever we will. He was supposed to sign a blank check. He asked them, what do you want? Ah, my two boys here, James and uh, John. Uled Farfour. Actually, Uled Zebedee, Mish Farfour. But I want them to sit one on the right hand and one on the left hand in your kingdom. In your uh, uh, kingdom. At the Last Supper, they were squabbling among themselves, the disciples, regarding who would be greatest. Some people speculate that this squabble may have taken the form, speculate, uh, the Lord Jesus is sitting, they're having a supper. Who is going to sit right next to him? Maybe it took that form, some other form, we don't know. The Lord Jesus felt that they needed to hear again about humility. And so he rose and he girded himself. And he took a towel and basin and water and he began to wash the disciples' feet. He began to wash the disciples' feet. And he told them, this is what you are supposed to do. I am doing this as an example to you. Where among the world's leaders, whether political, civil, religious, or any kind of leadership, do you see the humility of the Lord Jesus Christ? The publicans and the sinners, the Bible says, drew near to hear him. The leaders, the Pharisees and the scribes murmured and said, this man receives sinners. Because we are supposed to be above such things and we are supposed to be above such people. But the Lord Jesus then told them of the lost sheep, the lost coin, and of the prodigal son. Of the prodigal son. Rejoice greatly, Jerusalem, daughter of uh, Zion. Ifrahi, Urushalim, bin Sahyun, because your king comes unto you, how? Riding upon a donkey, meek uh, and lowly, meek uh, and lowly. And the Bible tells us in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 3, let nothing be done with strife and with vain glory, but everything with lowliness of mind, and each one esteeming the other to be better than themselves. Yes, Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. I've spoken of his boldness. I've spoken of his love, his humility. We could speak of his holiness, قدستو, his zeal, غيرتو. We could speak of his submission to the Father, We could speak of his patience, صبرو. We could speak of his diligence, اجتهادو. We could speak of his forgiveness, مغفرتو. And we could speak and speak and speak and speak and speak. Of so many things. 
in which the Lord Jesus has gone before us and in and of the fact that we should follow in his footsteps. Let me say uh, some other things quickly about where and when we should be like the Lord Jesus Christ. Of course, we should be like the Lord Jesus Christ on Sunday when we come to church, when we put on our nice clothes that perhaps we don't wear at other times. Now, maybe you do uh, 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 wear same clothes, but you know how we wear special clothes and we behave in special uh, uh, ways, uh, uh, in special ways. But sometimes uh, appearances can be deceiving and the reality is different. And Simon the magician, Simon the Seher, Acts chapter 8, he seemed to be one of the believers and acted like them, but then it appeared, it became manifest, uh, and we need to be careful that we are not, you know, the chameleon. I don't know what the chameleon is in Arabic. Uh, ah, yes, we should be like Jesus when we're at church, when other people are around, uh, in public uh, settings, uh, in public uh, settings. Uh, yes, of course, in public settings, uh, but in private settings uh, as uh, as well, uh, uh, as uh, as well uh, in our homes, uh, in our workplaces. Uh, the Bible speaks to husbands and to wives. Husbands, love your wives even as Christ loved the church. Even as Christ loved the church. Be like the Lord Jesus Christ at your home, in your home, and in your home uh, uh, life. Uh, and of course, things are said to, to the wives and to the children, to the fathers, to the servants, to the masters. Things which apply in their everyday lives outside the confines of the church or the gathering together of the uh, believers. Remember how the Lord Jesus used to go out uh, early uh, to pray. One time it mentions Luke chapter 6 that he spent the whole night out in the mountain praying to God. So if I want to be like Jesus, am I like Jesus in my prayer life? Am I like the Lord Jesus in my heart? So much happens that can be just outward. And many people in the world have this tendency. We are tempted in this direction, no doubt. Sometimes more than others. Outward conformity. Ash-shabah al-kharaji. Ash-shabah al-kharaji. The Lord Jesus, uh, excuse me, the Bible says, My son, give me your heart. And you will love the Lord with all your heart. Psalm chapter 1. His delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. In all places and at all times. We should be like the Lord Jesus Christ. How uh, should we uh, be like the Lord Jesus Christ? How will this happen? By what means? We need to look to him. 
we need to look to him. Second Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 18, we need to behold with an open face the glory of the Lord and ننظر بوجه مكشوف إلى مجد رب لنتغير إلى تلك الحيئة. So that we are changed into the same uh, image from glory to glory, من مجد لمجد كما من الرب الروح by the Lord, uh, the Spirit. With open face, beholding the glory of the Lord, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. ناظرين إلى المسيح. Uh, Peter didn't have any problems walking on the water as long as he was looking to Jesus. Then he saw the wind boisterous. Where is our fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ? The Bible says we should be walking in the light. He is in the light. And our fellowship is one with another. We need to ask ourselves, how do I compare to his example? How do I compare to uh, his uh, example? Guidelines, principles. Suppose I'm learning how to draw. Someone tells me, this is the way you draw. All right? And he gives me a very nice picture. And so what do I do? I start to draw a picture. Now, here's my picture. Am I doing the perspective properly? You know, perspective, how the how lines are supposed to be when you look at them, a realistic way. Am I doing it properly? Look at the picture that you have been given. The picture that you have been given gives you an idea what is right, what is uh, correct. The Bible says uh, that we need to be not just hearers, but doers of uh, the word. The one who hears and does not do, it's like someone who looked at himself in a mirror and he went away and forgot what he saw very quickly. If we look and we look intently, then what happens? What happens is we are not a forgetful hearer but a doer. You look at yourself in a mirror, what, do you, what, what happens? Uh-oh, I've got something here that I need to wipe. Uh, I've got a smudge, a stain. We need to correct ourselves. The psalmist, 100 and, Psalm 139, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. See if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Is this a prayer that we pray? The psalmist prayed it. We must ask God's Spirit to work in us. And to fill us. Uh, in our passage in Acts chapter 4, it says in verse 8, Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit. We are commanded to be filled with uh, the Spirit. Uh, Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 18, be not drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. Let us carobul hamar, lekin imtali ubi a ruh. Imtali ubi a ruh. Filled with uh, the Spirit. The Spirit blows where it wills. The Spirit of God uh, is, uh, is powerful. You need to refashion something into a different form. It's not always easy. You need a strength. If someone uh, tells you, all right, take this glass and turn it into what? Turn it into something like a candlestick. There are candlesticks that are made of glass. 
but it's not going to work very easily. You need power. You need warmth. The Spirit of God is able to work. We need to be filled with the Spirit. We need to understand that to be conformed to Christ requires at various times and in various ways that we face trials and tribulations. That we face trials and uh, tribulations. You are refined where? You are refined in a furnace. When Christ suffered for us. And the Bible says that we should follow in his steps, that I may know him, the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his sufferings. Second Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 11, we which live are delivered to death, always, for Jesus' sake. Why? So that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. They took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Let me just say in closing, do people take knowledge of you, of me, that we have been with Jesus? Do they see in us boldness and love and humility and many other things the same that were in Jesus it should be so one day it will be so perfectly he will come to be glorified in his saints now are we the sons of God it doesn't yet appear what we shall be we know that when he appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself even as he is pure. Do we desire to be like our Lord Jesus, to bear this witness and testimony to him, to be different than what we were before, to be better than what we were before, to be less earthly and more heavenly, to be less ourselves in our old sinful ways and more like him. They took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Peter and John. We thank you for others of that time and indeed of every time who have walked with you faithfully, who have followed you, and who have so lived that others around them have taken knowledge that they have been with Jesus. We pray, Lord, that you would help us 
so that this matter of which we speak may not be a matter in which we are hearers but not doers. Guide us, help us, speak to us both now and at every time so that day by day in every place the sweet scent the sweet smell of Christ might rise from us so that our Savior would be seen and known, glorified, received, accepted, believed on. In his name we pray and for his glory. Amen.